Hello, guys. Welcome to episode 85 of the Jungle Brothers podcast. It's me, Joey. We've got Paul and T in the house today. What's up? Hi there. Good to have you boys back. Missed you last week. Um, last week's episode was a whole bunch of fun. It was just me and a fella named Rawdon Dubois talking about how to build muscle. Uh, I had a lot of good feedback on that episode, mostly from the lads. Um, <laughs> but a lot of good chat around steroid use and how it affects us and how to build muscle training and nutrition strategies like really simplifying it so if you want to get jacked definitely go listen to that and then maybe after listening to today's episode you might find yourself more inspired to go and get jacked get some steroids yeah 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 let's order some peds um yeah we're not drinking coffee today but we've got to give a shout out to our boy tree and panavore cafe because they always supply us and i just couldn't get there today to pick up the coffee tree normally delivers it but i didn't make it he didn't make it so uh no biggie we're all caffeinated anyways um what do we need to tell the gang about? We need to tell them about the fight night fight that's coming, up. coming up. Yes, yes, yes. 12th yes. of December. Correct. We got uh, 10 bouts. We did have a couple more, but it's, it's 10 bouts, a range of distance. Possibly 11. Possibly 11. Tony called me out. <clears throat> Bullshit. They called me out last night. So and feeling and so you're like, you're considering? Well, Andrew's pulled Listen. out. Yep. So he's pulled out. Oh, this is great. Um, Listen you to pulled this. out of your fight with me. <laughs> Conveniently got yourself a knee about, surgery. How right about you eat a dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul pulled out on his fight with me, so I was left with no one. <laughs> Paul was begging Paul, for it. Paul, yeah. <laughs> Paul ran. You ran for me, bro. Yeah. And then, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Tony said, "Hey, have you have you found someone for me?" And I was like, "No, uh, we haven't." And he said, "Well, why don't why don't why don't uh, why don't you roll with me?" And I was like, thinking, "Yeah, okay." Great, because it's like, obviously I like the no gi. And he said, but only in a gi. And <laughs> oh. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> no, you know, my stomach turned. I was like, oh, I have to have a think about it. But uh, and I, I feel like I, I, I feel like I have to, but I don't have a gi, so I need to get one. I, and that was my first excuse. I don't even have a gi. Well, luckily said, we sell them here at Jungle Brothers. Yep. <laughs> And you own part of the business, so there's an entitlement Hopefully there. Hopefully I can get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he said, um, he said, well, you just can borrow one of Joey's. And I just had this image of me walking out on the mats with this tiny little gee. Can't fit me, probably. <laughs> Looking absolutely ridiculous. And I thought, oh my, I can't, I don't, I'm still struggling with the idea, but I think I'm going to do it. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. good. That's very cool. T was good said, on Tony for, yeah, for, I know, for totally. putting it out there. I have a feeling he's got some secret <coughs> weapons that he wants to use on me. For sure. He had that, that look in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Dude, I'm, I, I think that's great. Yeah. Let's solidify that one in by the end of the day. Is it tones are going down? Well, you, I mean, what's, what's there to decide on? Nothing. Uh, no, I'm ready. I'm, well, I'm good to go. I'm well, going. we're going to teach T how to tie the belt. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, if that's good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll go ahead. So I got give brand me one of new white belt for you. Them long ones. Brand new. I don't want that dang, that dangly. <laughs> that like old karate belt that we got hanging around. He's going to tie the knot up it's really like tight. Giant shoelace. But the belt itself is too loose. Yeah. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah. The big dangly long bits. Oh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that thing. All right. So we've got 11 fights going mm, on. 11 fights. That's cool. And um, we've got a couple of new sponsors on board. I wanted to give a shout out uh, to Johan, our designer, mm -hmm. who designs all of our shit. He's incredible. Joe Mappy. But he did the fight poster for us, which looks spectacular. It's on our social media. Mm. I'm actually picking up some prints today that are gonna, we're going to hang in the gym, poster size. Um, but we've also got Famous Soda Co. And we've got Damn Good Wines, who are providing beverages and refreshments 
for the VIP ticket holders on the night. Um, who else we got? We got Rise Foundation, obviously, all the proceeds going towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else we need to mention there? No, just that tickets are on sale now. Um, oh, yeah. And there's there's three ways that you can watch or and there's also uh, four ways that you can donate to the cause and that's, uh, you know, trying to put people through mental health educational courses in our community. Um, and it's online. You uh, can buy a ringside seat um, and they're s- exclusive to six people only and you're just up on the mezzanine and you're there with the fighters and the ref and you're ringside watching all the blows. Uh, and then the second tier is downstairs where you can see the side of our cage, of our gym, and that's where the majority of the jeering and the the heckling and the energy is going to be coming from down there. Um, mm. And then there's the live stream, which will be available on December 4th for purchase. Um, that's how you would watch the fights and be putting money towards the cause. There's also a way if you feel like you, you can't make it or you're just a, a listener and a fan and you want to, just donate any nominated amount on the same website as well. That's cool. Mm. So that's all there on the page. Yeah. What's uh, How do people find that? Uh, it's on our website. Um, so you just go to junglebrothers.com forward slash blog and it's like the second blog down. Sick. Yeah. That's hey, fine um, here's a question for you, Joe. Mm. Whether I win or not, if you give me my blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. You're going to want it. Holding Tony's severed it. head. <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. Well, it has to be an impressive win. I'll have you my have arms to win. be like. <laughs> Use too much strength. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> I can't, bro. I'm not a black belt. I can't. Oh, I don't you know. Possibly maybe. will be by then. Yeah, a chance. Adam, Adam. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you just ask? Yeah. Oh, God, oh, I didn't no, ask, bro. I never asked. No, no, no. That's years behind. Just different Adam. Another year on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the. <laughs> Got to ask head coach, man. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to have to start going to his classes. Yeah. I'm going to have to anyway. you got 15 I got, I got, days. What have I got? 15 days. Well, yep. how many classes have you done Two. since we last had this conversation? <laughs> we said, I want my blue belt. And I said, start going to classes. One uh, wrestling class. <laughs> <laughs> my knee got sore and then they had the baby. <laughs> 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 Two wrestling classes, sorry. Right Two. on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, maybe Pavel will be nice enough to give you a blue belt in wrestling. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> After two classes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm going to have to go to Paul's class then. Yep. Mondays. Monday nights, head coach Paul. Yep. Get a strategy for Tony. I mean, look, JT's going to be here next month as well. Ooh, yeah. He so could give me a blue you could, belt. You could have a chat with him. He could give me a blue yeah, belt. Yeah, Jay, we got JT joining the ranks. <laughs> Stop he's talking. a black belt. <laughs> Coming up, he's going to be hanging out in the gym a lot. Maybe maybe it's a, you know, maybe he can say maybe to we you. we could do each other a favor. Listen to your, this is what I need to see from you over the next ah, yes. 24 months yep. to consider ah, you for a blue a belt. Fucking long time. No, I don't know how long it is. <laughs> Entirely up to him. You know what the problem is? I always get injured. Something like a finger or a pinky or something. There's always something that hurts. Injured. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to be like, you have to embrace the, the bad pain. The niggling injuries. To a bit. get to where you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, but you've brown, also. Wax. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like a bit everyone of that. I know has something niggling that they're always. dealing with. Yeah. But you also came up when you were training more consistently. You were training at some tough gyms. I was talking with yeah. Justin Lang this morning about TP. I always gym. enjoyed it. And he was like, man, that was the most fucking 
Yeah, hectic it was, gym. It was hectic. We were doing the most irresponsible shit. It was so much fun though. But you know, <laughs> but it, when you're training like that, you get you get hurt. True. You yeah. know, it, it, more so than I. I mean, people still get injured here upstairs, but I would say it's Not the rate the would be less. Yeah. Oh yeah, way less. Yeah. It's funny yeah, to think no, about right. those cowboy days. The good old days. I would love to see you have that conversation with uh, with Paul or with JT and like and do it. Let's bring them on the podcast and put them on put the, them on the spot. spot on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd like to know the, the, the reasoning behind not being a, not, not asking for it and all of that stuff. Like there's obviously tradition and history in there. Well, the not asking for it thing, that that's just, that depends on the individual. Right. Like that, um, some, some coaches never talk about it and then some coaches talk about it plenty. Like Adam talks, my coach talks about when I get my black belt and stuff like that. He's very open about it. Yeah. So there's no, with him, there's no feeling of like, oh, if I mentioned it, that would reset me another 12 months. Yeah. But I have had coaches in the past where you feel like that's the case. Yeah, okay. It's a, this is quite a powerful position to be in over a student, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just to hold that information back. Totally. Keep them like Keep dang, them hungry. Dang, dangling the carrot. We should introduce a belt system to Jungle Brothers. We so, do. <laughs> and the bodyweight mastery system. We do, don't we? Denying people all the time. Yeah, Maybe we need true. it across the whole program. <laughs> and then we make people pay to be graded. <laughs> yeah, you can and buy it. have to buy it. dollars a belt. Online, yeah, you can belt. buy it. That's what yeah. my kids' belts cost. Grading days every quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to attend. Yeah. Lots of increment. You've like got to pay to do the test. You don't necessarily pass tests. You might have to pay multiple You can times open up internationally and just do it digitally. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Just film yourself and send it in. It's a PDF belt. It's one of them cutouts. You yeah. print it and then you cut it out. Where um today's chat, guys, is is doesn't officially have a a, uh, a headline topic for it yet, but you're going to get the gist of it. It came about because of a conversation that Tiora had at some point. He brought it to Paul and I recently, and I am well. It both resonated. Paul like, oh, I fucking had that conversation heaps times, and we thought that it was something poignant and we should discuss it can you t tell us how that conversation played out uh yes again this conversation i've had many times and it's i think it's it, it usually comes with when i see someone usually from high school i run into someone from high school and reminds me of how old i am you know we all had that you know because you, you kind of feel like you're you're younger and more sprightier than you are well i do at this stage and the conversation kind of goes something around the the heyday, the good old days, and then it will finish with, well, you know, we're kind of we're you know we're burned out and we've had it now, and you get categorised in that same space. And in my mind, and I never say it out out loud, but in my mind, I always say, I I can't relate to where you're feeling right now because I'm not I'm not there. You know what I mean? And I don't think I ever will be. I think even when I'm 80 years old, I'm still going to be feeling good. And that's a mindset thing, you know. And feeling younger than you actually are. Yeah. And, and, and I think um, that, this, that state of, of um, that mentality, it's, it's not a – a lot of the times we look at uh, these, these, um, these milestones in life that, that categorise us and dictate what we should be, you know what I mean? At a certain age, you know, totally. I, I think a really good example is <clears throat> um, 
especially for women, they, they hit like 50s and all of a sudden they have to cut off all their hair and get the bob cut, you know? Yeah. It's like if you're not doing that, you're not kind of conforming to the fact that you're getting old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then there's the physicality with it. Um, you know, you start hitting 30s and you have kids and all these things start to change and then it's almost acceptable just to stop caring about your health, you know? Yeah. Uh, and using all of these extra elements uh, in life to, uh, as an excuse in a way, you know. Nature's taking its course. Yeah. Oh, everyone's getting nature. old. It's just part of getting old. And We're all oh, old you know, There's kids. We've got kids, you know. Those yeah. days are behind us. Yeah, it's, it's not about me anymore. That's it's right. about the kids. Yep. And, uh, you know, work's so busy, you know. I can't get an hour off and so stressful and I've got a mortgage. Oh, there's, there's just this... I used to, I used what you I used to do what you do. I used to train like that. Yeah. I used to look like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I trained all the time. Uh, it's yeah. different now. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it, it it's a real um it's sad. It saddens me because it it's not it's not necessary and you don't have to put a hell of a lot of time into yourself to flip the coin, you know? And and enjoy your life and not have to rely on the heydays to get that feeling of, of warmth, you know? So something that, so I'm, I'm guessing like that's pretty clear to folks because I think anyone that's around our age, 35 to 45, can kind of identify with either having these thoughts in their own mind and having that, their, that own narrative, you might've said these things, or having friends that talk like that. <coughs> um, and it's not to say that a lot of those things aren't real. Like, yeah, everyone does have stress and they all sure. do have kids and all that business, but it's kind of like, uh, it's the mentality or the the submission mindset type thing. Yeah, it's like it's defeatist. You, yeah, it's it's like um that's what it is, and it's not worth pushing back against type thing. Yeah, you just and kind the, of roll with yeah, with and it, decay. Yeah, you know? and, and everyone's got their own situation, and in a lot of cases, it's very difficult for them to overcome. Um, but yeah, it's it's the problem is the more you, like obviously, you, well, you feel like as you get older, you're your um, responsibilities become greater and your time gets taken from you. And before, you know, I mean, when you're in your, your 20s, you, you, I mean, we've talked about this before. You look back and think, what the fuck did I do with all my time? Oh my you know? <laughs> and then the kids come and then you're like, what the fuck was I doing with all my yeah, time? Like, yeah, that's right. It just every last minute gets taken. And then you get a few days without your kids and you're like, holy shit, I've got all this time on my hands. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you realize, and so it's there. It's a, it's a reality but it doesn't mm. necessarily mean it has to dictate who you are and what and how and how and how you live. You need to be able to prioritize yourself first because if you don't, then everything around you is suffering anyway. It's as simple as that, you know. So what are you know? We've mentioned kids. Uh, what 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 are those what are those main factors that place that you know that we encounter around our age that start to place that pressure on us? Uh, financial stress. Yep, it's a you big know, one for everyone. Getting a mortgage yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's not just the it, it, at this age. It's not just the um, paying the week to week bills and having enough money to going out. It's like shit. Half my friends own houses. You know what's happening for you know the long term planning and stuff like that. I haven't really made any investments. So you're like, oh, you're chasing that that salary and that security and stuff like that. Yep. Sure. Kids activities are a huge one. <clears throat> Kids activities? Yeah. In terms of the financial aspect or just the time, Both. driving them around. You come up with the money, but then you've got to get them there. Then you've got to hang out and watch them do their thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you think, oh, how am I going to get around this? Why not ditch one and do some activity with them? 
you know. Ditch one and just leave them there. No, the like, like just fucking bail. Ditch the ditch one activity, <laughs> and then play with the kid. You know, yeah. Do some gymnastics. Kill two with birds with one yeah. stone. I mean, the, the, think about how much they get out of that by looking at up at uh, to you as a role model, knowing okay, well, dads and uh, or mums in in good nick, and I, I want to follow follow suit on that. So on that, we see a lot. Um, you see kids playing at the park and whatnot and the classic thing and everyone's felt it and I've been guilty of it. Um, you, you, you go out and, and your kid's playing and then you're like on your phone or you're sitting down on the bench mm. and then they're doing the thing and you and you look around and then, you know, I often look around, I'm like, fucking hell, you yeah, know, stop it. And I, you know, put the phone away, whatever, go get involved. But that like, that is a real thing. Like, and I think everyone can acknowledge that like we see this playing out in front of us every day. Yeah, well, you look at you look at that time with children as oh, okay. This is actually time I can get ahead of whatever work that I'm doing. Yeah, and you think oh, I can kill birds with two birds with one stone, and it doesn't. Oh, you get shit work done, and your kids despise you for being not being present because that's all they know. They don't know any other. They don't live in the past or the future. They're always in the moment, and if you're not in the moment, they fucking know. Yeah, instantly comes up. I've had my kids come up and click their fingers in front of my face, go dad, 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 and if I don't respond, they just fucking walk. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck this guy, you know. Yeah, and I have to kind of like earn earn their earn their attention back. But yeah, kids are a big one. Food is a big one, you know, especially if you're doing big shifts and you just start eating like shit. And let's say you've got big hours at work, you've got kids pickups and drop offs, and then you got and by the time you get home, it's like eight o'clock and then what, you're just getting takeout or picking up some shit. And then <clears throat> at the end of the week, you're sinking some piss because you need to decompress and this is a, a spiral. And then you've got no, no time left to do anything. And that is a spiral. It's a downward spiral and it will continue to go down until one day you get real sick, you know? Yeah. And this is um, something that if you're in this spiral, you need to recognize it and start making some conscious decisions to change the trend, get that line heading back up again. Because, uh, you know, we all see the statistics. It's heart disease, dementia, all these things that we know can be combated to an extent through a healthy lifestyle, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I was just, just a thought. Like, I, I know that that whole story, and, that, and that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you got to turn it around and stuff, but... I think I, I probably see like a lot of people who don't have that level of awareness yet because, um, you know, um, well, like they, they don't see, they don't recognise that they're in the spiral. Do you know what I mean? Well, the, yeah, the and change that's is because, slow. Uh, and because the, the values in their world are probably not favouring health, but those values to them are really bright. Like, uh, like a career guy who's, He's his work and he's working made a partner. Made a partner. I'm in the advertising industry and I'm trying to get that one job that you know. And and other people. And it's a lot of it's work, you know, and peer driven. So like it's hard for them to to hear that. And I'm sure their bodies are telling them, but it's just too just noisy. Stop listening. Yeah, stop listening. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's just an observation. I mean, it's at some point, you know, it tickles you, then it taps you on the shoulder and it throws a brick at you yeah. or it hits you with a bus and it's like, fuck, your back is fucked yeah. type thing or, you live or, or whatever or you or live up or your relationship breaks down or something like that. But um, yeah, that's a tough one. 
Well, it's kind of it's kind of the story of of uh, Western, I don't know, entrepreneurialism or like the drive for success, isn't it? Like you sacrifice health and happiness mm-hmm. for career advancement and a bigger salary to get to a place where your health is fucked but you're rich, mm. and then you try to, back, you know, and then you're like, oh, well, now that I'm loaded, I can I can try and get my health back and restore relationships and whatnot. And it, it's, you know, and we've, we all feel this drive like for success and for advancement of everything we're doing. But you can feel that it's often dueling with you need more sleep, you need to make better food choices, you need to make time to exercise. You need to build relate your relationships or yeah. maintain them. Yeah. Mm. And, the, and the, I think um, the, the most important part of that is to make sure that you're, you understand that it's not, it's not over. You know, mm. hitting 35 nowadays is still very young. Hitting 40 is still young, you know, with modern day medicine and, and the, the um, if you look at the, the um, average age of death, it just keeps going up. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to be, to be, to be feeling like you're years. old, like old at 40 is not, it's, un, it's, it's depending on the situation, but for the general population, it's, it's, it's a myth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you've got some kind of illness or something, it's different, but we're talking about general population. If you're 40 years old and you're feeling old, it's it, majority of that is, is potentially self-inflicted. Yes. And I think that has to be recognized first that you go, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm still in the game. You know what I mean? It's not all over for me. And I, I need to start making some conscious steps to, feeling to, to feel my age again to start feeling young imagine too once you get to say you live to 90 years old and then you look back and you think oh, why did i decide that i was old when i hit 35 yeah because i've had another 45 years on this planet of being old like i you know what i mean yeah like it really it's really unnecessary like yeah it, it's almost like sure if you if you're only planning on living till 50 yeah, maybe you want to start to settle down a bit. At, you know, like maybe, maybe, but it's like we do live for such a long time now on average, um, you know, and hopefully everyone lives a long life. But um, that it, it's, yeah, there should be, we should be extending all of our expectations based on that. What about, um, what about environment? So in this discussion, so we talked about like work kids, um, the financial thing. What about the people you're hanging around with and the places that you're hanging around with? How does that affect it? I think there's been a lot of a lot of uh, studies being done in this in this area, and all the data has come back that you just turn into what you're around. You know, yeah. you're around people that are eating like shit, and drinking drinking piss. You're gonna eat like shit and drink piss. Yeah, even if you're the healthiest one in that group, you know, uh, if you're around people that are toxic, talking shit all the time, you're gonna start talking shit all the time. If you live you know? in the city, you you walk faster and you talk faster. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Mm, yeah. Makes the yeah, air country people are too fucking slow for me. <laughs> hey, you going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get on with it, mate. <laughs> but no, it's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's been, that, there was a, some sort of study I heard about yeah, we, that. We mimic but each yeah, other. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, if you're hanging out with your friends and, and, and you know, and, <laughs> and look, again, there's, it's going to be very easy for us to come across as condescending through many parts of this conversation. Mm. We want to make clear that we're not because we recognize that people have all different situations and that kind of thing. However, we are discussing this, this mindset or this, this uh, narrative that people have, and it is our intention to kind of combat it 
So allow me to be condescending. But, you know, if you're hanging around with a group of friends and everyone's kind of out of shape and no one really goes to the gym and everyone's like, oh, I'm so tired, so busy, let's open a bottle of wine at fucking two o'clock in the afternoon kind of thing. And it's like, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I, I am so tired. I am so busy. You know, like that becomes mm-hmm. what you do. I think, and this is not necessarily, this is not the case for our gym, but I would say that a gym or even a sports team provides this for folks where it's like, you come in and then there's people who are not part of your social group and there's young people there and there's people older than you and, but everyone's kind of chasing health and performance and fitness, whatever. And that you feel a perspective shift when you go into that space. Mm. But I think a lot of folks don't even have that space to go to no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have our own, our own statistical data here in the gym. When you look at it, of people like minded people hanging out with each other and, Getting, um, gaining from those relationships. I mean, you guys are in good condition and obviously it's because you hang out with me. Yeah, I put it all down to you. I, dude, I'm <laughs> not even joking. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, yeah, true. I'm a fucking weapon now. But I wasn't <laughs> like before I started hanging out with you guys. I was Sh- not. Sure, you could have been big Fiji boy. I wa- yeah, Fiji I was. <laughs> that sounds like that's some my Instagram. Hey, big, big Fiji, Fiji boy. Yeah. Well, it's funny, I was driving up. I was driving back from the from the Shire this morning, and there was a guy standing on the the little island in the middle of the road to cross. And he was, and I, I always like, um, you know, when I see like a Polynesian, Joe thinks I he's always, black, so he's like, "Hey, bro, hey, pull, up. Like, pull up." <laughs> I always try to like, I always act, like I play a little game. I'm like, oh, where's he? Where's that person from? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I think he's Fijian. But he had like a big, um, uh, he had like a, like a, yeah, what's the, what do you, like the, a the, the sarong lava. kind of deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'd obviously been swimming at the beach and then he had it wrapped up, but okay. he, had, he was a big boy, like so with it was a like big, a big belly. Keg. And he was an older guy, he had yeah. gray hair, but he had the thing like really triumphantly wrapped around his belly quite high. Yeah. Like they like to wear and he was just standing in the middle of the road waiting for the traffic <laughs> to pass. But I was like, oh, funny looking dude. But yeah, <laughs> it could be you. Big, 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 big Fiji boy, 83. That's my, that's, my new, um, that's my new Insta handle. Come at me. Um, but no, you, it's like it, it's true. Like I'm, uh, I mean, we, environment is what shape, shapes everything in nature and the human race. And uh, I feel like at some point I knew I had to get out of the film industry because it was overall destructive for me for where I wanted to be. And I knew I just had to get out, you know, type of thing. And, um, and that's right. And I've come to help hang with you guys. And I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm a lot healthier. And my mindset I was talking to Ty about it this morning. Like, I'm so grateful to, for us to just have this as our, like we're, we're quite lucky in this gym coming here and stuff like that. Whereas I know people who are just in other realities, which is like a working, a corporate reality. It's like, a, we have some good freedoms here. But yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like, uh, uh, you're say for instance, you if you didn't hang out with us, I, you'd, yeah. I don't know where you'd be because you drew us Taking in. Drugs, probably. <laughs> probably more more drugs, more drugs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, you're like, hey, Paul and Joe, let, let's do this thing together because yeah. we knew that hanging out with you knew us you needed us would needed be better yeah. to keep get things going for you. So yeah. it's like a, just an example of it's kind of leveraging what's around you. Yeah. For the yeah, benefit of, right. the, of the group, but also you as an individual. Yes. I'm, I'm literally so, the oldest. I'm the oldest staff member in this gym. And I don't, I feel. Are you older than Jared? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> dog shot. That was a dog shot. That's I'm not even in the room. Yeah. He's not even here. I thought he was in the room. Really I don't think he's even 30. Yeah. <laughs> that was low. <laughs> God. Anyway, I'll just go to the gym and I forget. I forget that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still think I'm Ty's age. Well, it's irrelevant here. Yeah. In a sense, it doesn't matter, right? Like- you got you got people in their twenties that train with you and aspire to be able to do you know yeah things that you can do and, and look the way versa. yeah all yeah. those things so it's like yeah and vice versa like the inspiration mm. goes all directions yeah but um but that's the beauty of it is that in this setting where it's not it's not about like how old are you or at what stage of this co- like um, corporate ladder are you on it's just a gym where everyone's moving and exchanging. Yeah. And so you, it, it, the age is irrelevant. Yeah. Well, and inspiring. And I think there's, there's a place like this in anyone's neighborhood. It's not obviously not like this, but like this. There, there's a place where that you'll be able to find like uh, for someone my age that they're going to, there's going to accept you for who you are. I mean, you go in and you're going to do your thing and you're going to better yourself, but you've got to find it. You've got to find that space, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then you just got to go there a few times a week. Yep, really. that's it. Turn up for three hours a week. Three hours a week. It's not a fucking big, a, a big sacrifice. Like, I tend to look at um, this this step back into into health and fitness as this huge, like, barrier that you need to overcome, and it doesn't have to be that because you're not you're never going to be your heyday. You're not going to be first grade Johnny, or first grade Johnny, fucking center mid center. You know what I mean? Well. Uh, yeah so what and i gotta you know people often reference this i want to get back to where i was yeah get back to right we talk about all the time it's a really strange it's it's not a it's not a realistic goal well usually what they're saying is that they want to have you know whatever the six pack that they used to have or they want to you know something like that but i mean i i can't really think of many people that come in here who if they do what we tell them to do and they do it consistently that they don't get to a place that's better than they were in their heyday. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe, maybe you were a bit leaner, whatever, back then, but you still had shit motor patterns. Like you went to the gym all the time and you ate like super high protein. So you like felt pretty good about yourself when you're at the beach and whatever. But really like you moved like shit. Your body was totally locked up. Um, you and didn't have any skills. And youth like holds movement you skills. Yeah. Whereas like you look at people that go through the process and they're moving better, they're stronger, they're more stable, you know, like... So I, that, that idea of going back, to, it's almost like, no, you can, you can surpass that. You can. I go back to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, only because I, I used to move terribly, but now I have definitely surpassed where I started. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never had like a heyday in this way that I have now because I, I just couldn't touch yeah, my toes and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I feel way better than I did. Um, so really what I think what people are reflecting on there is when they've, when they've hit that point where they've started to fall victim to these triggers yeah, and they're like, oh, fucking, you know, I've gained weight or whatever, I'm out of shape, haven't trained in years, can't even think about going to the gym. And then they're like, oh, I just want to get back to what I was. Be like, well, it's not about just reverting everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's take a new direction forward. Yeah, that's right. It's, you can't just go back in time. It's like saying, oh, I want to be 20 years younger. That's my, my, my new fitness goal. It's like, you're not going to be, you're not going to be that guy. That guy's gone, came and went, something new now. You've got to accept that and, and start looking at uh, your, your path a little differently, you know? And this is where the evolution of your training has to change a little. I mean, you guys are coming out of 
that 20s, 30s, you're moving into... Oh, fuck, I turned 37 this, this Sunday. Yeah, you're moving into this space now, getting closer to 40. What changes do you feel you've had to make to your own, like, practice to just accommodate the fact that you're getting older? Well, it's... Um, I was thinking about Before it... Before you ask, answer that question, can you tell me what you're, what you're doing? Like, what's your, what's your weekly training schedule like and how, how hard is it on the body? All right, so I do. Uh, I go to two jiu-jitsu classes a week, which are at, at, it's two and a half hours on a thir- on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night, two and a half hours training. And there, that's like a, it's a full contact body sport, uh, full contact sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I do probably three to probably three these days strength training sessions, which are about ninety minutes. I do that here in the gym. Um, lifting weights and climbing ropes and that kind of thing. And then that's essentially it. Yeah? Yeah, that's me. Sorry. Yeah. And <coughs> so what uh, – and, and that's uh, – so that's it's – a, it's a full training week. Yeah. Especially when you're recovering from a torn meniscus and you're still in rehabilitative phase. Uh, ACL. ACL, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> meniscus, these guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lot of my strength training is my knee rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how different is your schedule now compared to what it was in your mid-20s, 10 years ago? Okay. So it's it's well, it's maybe my mid-20s, not that, not that. Like I probably wasn't training. I was probably training the same in my mid-20s. I would say I peaked with the amount of training I was doing somewhere around my early 30s. However, I look back at that and I think, well, I was investing a lot more time in training at that stage and I, could, and I couldn't handle that amount of training now. Like it, it would be too, I would be um, overloading myself. But then at the same time, I also have more on my plate now in terms of the business or in terms of creating a family or, uh, you know, um, other time demands, spending time with my partner and that kind of thing. So I think, is it, that I'm getting older or is it really just that I have more shit, more responsibilities to take care of? So I have to just pull away. I have to back off on that a little bit because I don't think, I think if I went back to, you know, the naive stage that we were in when we first started the business where we just kind of trained a lot and coached a few classes and waited for people to show up and I didn't have too much else going on, I could probably go back to three hours of training a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I actually one thing I realize is I got by on a lot less sleep. I now I have to sleep more, so I have to be more respectful of that. But well, well that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, if you like, look at what how I what I do. Um, my, I because uh, I have the three kids and whatnot, and then there's the business and stuff. Um, my and especially it's become more obvious to me leading up to this fight and just trying to ramp up the training and be more consistent because I've always been. N- not that well regimented with week in week out programs and whatnot, but um, it has to be kind of based off my recovery. So sleep is a big factor. Um, so I'm what I do is I've found I have to be dictated by how much rest I have. So it's like uh, I feel like when I do feel old, it's because I'm under recovered. Um, it's not the overtraining; it's just under recovery all the time. Um, not much sleep, little baby and that sort of business. So I find like, yeah, it's just that having that time. And I, and I said it to Tash last night when I was just buzz, I came home and I was like, 
uh, and, and I had that in my mind. I was like, I just need to be a teenager right now, which is go out all day, come back, don't fold anything, just go into your room, eat and sleep. <laughs> I was like, I, I, you know, because that's what we would do. Yeah, That's what forget. we used to do. Jack off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to do that, man. But that, that's, that's what we're doing when we're in our, our, you know, in that stage where we felt very youthful. We'd go and we'd do that for our training or whatever it was, and you'd probably train again in the afternoon. Then you'd just go and veg, and you'd just be, like, lying still. You wouldn't. I looked around the lounge room, and I was a washing basket there, broken washing machine. I had to take the dryer off, and then the kitchen needed wrapping up for the night, and I was like... If I was a teenager, I'd just walk in my room and lie down and yeah. go to sleep. And fuck, you know, I don't have to bail do on this. I just shit. bail on this. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of asked for just a bit of a tap out last night. And just because it's that recovery portion for me, I just, and, and, and I've, I don't, I feel like if I did have all that recovery time, I feel I'm on the brink at the moment. I, I'd feel okay. I would feel okay. Um, the joints are feeling a little bit kind of, oh, definitely feeling achy in the mornings and stuff, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're crossing over. So you got like... Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Mm. And, and I think um, what we have to recognise, it is a real thing, this, this extra responsibility and these more tasks that you have when you get older. Uh, but you can combat that by firstly getting more organised. So mm, mm. having that schedule that you can work to. We've mm. talked about this for a multitude of times. But the, being more organised <clears> and also with the time that you have, get more specific with the kind of training that you're, that you're doing within that time. Because I, even though uh, I feel like I've got less time to train now because the, the aim of the sessions that I'm doing are, are much more um, targeted to what I want and the information that we have uh, the ac- access to nowadays, like the, 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 the science and the, tr- and, the, and the methods, it's so good, you can get a shitload done in a very short period of time mm. you know what i mean like you can in an hour you can have an, an excellent training session and, and if you do that three hours a week and and it's and it's got it's task driven it's goal driven there's aims and outcomes and everything that goes into those three sessions those three sessions are going to be way better for you than two hours a day of sitting on a bike or a, on a rowing machine or fucking around at fucking around first. doing body pump pump exercise or whatever yeah you know what i mean yeah and, and then the other smallest changes that you make in life are all co- collective so your nutrition getting to bed a little bit earlier instead of sitting on social media or, or sitting on the on on um on your um emails whatever it is prioritizing yourself before certain other things in life that might feel a bit selfish at the time but it pays off later down the track when you do have the energy to play with the kids or you do have the energy to to put a bit more um, effort into your work hours that you're actually working and getting more done over that time, you know? Yeah, I think those those other little changes where probably if I think about the conversation you had and I think about that person, I think a lot of those first decisions are like those ones where you're like, you're making a conscious declaration to not submit to that and then you're like, okay, in the first steps they're probably going to do are like the environmental ones, like uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, like it's the cutting out of the harmful stuff yeah. is what I'm saying, which comes probably before the training for that person in my head, which is like whatever, drinking, going out less, get, get something like that. Get rid of the that. booze in the house. Get rid get of the out. booze in the house, but yeah. dr- have drinks, but just don't have it always in the fridge and drink it during the week and all that. Those tactics are the, the first ones and then – 
Sometimes trying to, the yeah. training is the catalyst for that though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, sure. You, you know, sign up the gym, start doing it, start getting some good influences yep. and then you're like, oh fuck, I'm going to cut the drinking. I'm going to yes, start eating, yeah, yeah, you know. Yep. But you're right. Like in terms of what you can do now, yes. what's important. Yep. Yeah, you can sure. set that stuff up like today. You don't have to pay anything to go and sleep an extra hour or to stop bringing alcohol or chocolate biscuits home, put them in the fridge. Mm. I think another issue that, you, that anyone that's that feeling like they're in a bit of that that space, you know, 30, 40s, let themselves go, used to have a training history, coming back into uh, a training routine can be can be dangerous because you you there's a potential that you've got big expectations of yourself. Uh, you're not the same person you were when you were training and your chances for injury are generally much higher. Benos. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Totally. As yeah. was demonstrated by Paul's mate who snapped his Achilles trying to sprint last week, Ugh, two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Right. Like it's, re- it's, it's, it's kind of, we, I think a lot of guys in particular have this impression that they know what to do and they know how to train. Cause I used to train. I used to be a savage just like yeah. you guys. So I'm just going to go back to doing my old benchies program three days a week. But <laughs> I'm always, you're talking about Johnny, I'm talking about benchies. <laughs> but um, getting yourself a coach and talking to someone who can actually assess you and then tell you, hey, this is going to be the best way for you to move forward is the best spending of your money. Like it's the most valuable investment because they're going to shortcut that whole process for you and you're going to get to a place that you want to get to in, in the quickest amount of time possible. And safest. Yes, not being injured, yeah. Not wasting time. If you don't, uh, if you haven't been taught how to train, then you'll get injured. It's as simple as that. It's like not being taught how to drive a car, and you're going to have a car accident. It's that. It's what that do, simple. What do you say to the the guy who has the, the ego gets in the way? Like they don't want to. They don't want to. You know, go in there. They don't want to ask the PT at their fitness first. Like, can I get some help? You know what I mean? The good PT. The good, or that whatever it is. Like the, no one the one out of the 20. It's hard to make the phone call and then have to like deal with the the fit guy. You know, it's a bit of an eye roller. Make you just have to push that. In. You yeah, just, you yeah I mean, call. it's so easily said, but so hard done for some people, right? But you've mm. got to fucking like drop the ego, man. Mm. Or live a life in, in pain. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the other option. You know, walk around pain all day. I mean, how many people did we see when I, I saw this all the time when I was working at Anytime Fitness? There were, there were, it was usually guys, um, not, there were some, some um, girls, but not as many, but usually guys who would kind of watch what I was doing from, the, from the, the outskirts and they were always interested and they always wanted to know more. And, they, and I could tell they were in there every day, like I'm there working and they're there every day. And, you know, six months, 12 months goes past, not much is changing for them. They're still doing the same exercises, still pushing the same weights body composition hasn't changed and they're watching, you know, and I'm trying to catch their eye to be like, Hey man, how you going? And they're like avoiding the eye contact because, it, but it's like, dude, if you had have just come and had a conversation with me, your whole trajectory over the last 12 months could, could have you in a completely different space right now. Could have got some returns for the Fucking time. Know, it could have got some gains, man. Yeah. Jesus. Right. Which is, which is a concept like in our gym or any gym like ours that is just taken for granted because People are, people are willingly here to receive coaching and so we're giving it to them every day and they're just like bump, 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 like progressing from session to session, right? Whereas, yeah. yeah, if you're in that commercial environment, you just potentially have no exposure to someone that's giving you those 
giving you that coaching every day. No. And you, you, there's, a, there's a fair chance you don't really have – and I mean, toning up and losing fat is not, it's not a goal. That's a, it's a byproduct. The goal has to, be, has to be more concise than that. And if you don't have that, then you just, you're, on a, you're on a hamster wheel. You know? You're Run maintaining. circles. You're maintaining. Love that. I've actually had people tell me that that's what they want out of their training. Yeah, get said a lot. I feel like fucking backhand. And you point at them and look slap. them up and down and say, maintain this. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> what a silly thing to say. You're going to put three hours or four hours a day into, into anything. It's like when you're going to piano lessons and going to the piano teacher. Well, oh, what, well how, you know, what songs would you like to learn? I was like, oh, well, I just want to maintain all the, so- <laughs> all the songs that I don't know to, to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to play, but I, I'm just going to maintain my level of 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 mu- I don't think my they know musical qualities. Like that's I don't think they've thought about it. That's stupid. what that says to me. Yeah, it's a really funny response, isn't it? Funny. It's a funny word. It's just in the fitness world. Yeah, the funny thing. Maintain. It's just it's just a way of saying I put a little amount of time and effort into this to try and stifle my slow decay. That's kind of stuff we've got to con- we've got to con- we've got to combat. So what about you, man? You turned, um, you turned 40 last year. So obviously there was a day when you were 39 and then you woke up the next day and you were 40. And obviously like at midnight that night, all of your joints started to ache more. Yeah. You got a little bit, you know, like everything got harder. Like as you crossed that threshold from 11.59 through to 12.01. You know how strange, that, that, how, that silly that, how silly that sounds, but how strangely effective, like, like how much of an effect it actually has on you that you don't realize is going to happen. Like I, I hit 40 and I was like, fuck, holy shit. Like I'm 40. And I, I was almost waiting for it. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, uh, you know, and obviously you slap yourself out of me like oh, just a fucking number. But anyway, it is, it's a real thing. Like it, you've, you've, you've it, and conditioned. It's, it, yeah, you condition people telling you that you're old, you know? Yeah. And then you start, oh, and man, you start believing 40s. it. You start believing it, you know? But yeah, it's there. You know, uh, the way I, 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 my approach to training is that I'm always making progress in something. I'm never going to be as strong as I was when I was doing a lot of lifting. I'm just not, you know, and even if I tried to get back to that space and I was never a huge lifter, but even if I tried to get back to that space, I'd probably have to do it uh, at a, at a cost that's not worth it, you know, but there's other things that I can, I can better myself at. And I think at any age, there's always going to be something to shit at and just focus on that. And then you get the reward of that, those simple gains that you get from it and you can continue to progress and evolve and the direction of your training will change, you know? And now the majority of my training is, is all body weight based and I'm, I'm still making really good progress in those areas. And when that starts to slow, like really slow down or hurts a bit much and the trajectory will change again, you know? But there always has to be this, this moving forward because you've got to look at um, this state of decay is like a, an elevator going down and you're walking up it. You know what I mean? So you have to be kind of powering a little bit to continue to, to be moving up this elevator. Otherwise... Escalator. F- escalator. So mm, if you yeah, stop walking, you're just going to... If you stop walking, you're going to go down real quick. If you're just kind of taking your time, you're still, you're still regressing. But you need to be you finding. You can maintain staying in the path. same spot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I like that's this right. analogy. 
but if you're if you're if you've if you've got a path that you can power down a little bit then then you're in a good place you know and i think one day when you get to a certain age you're not really going to acknowledge the age because you you're satisfying that that urge to of vitality and and youth and strength you know yeah and this will be me forever i'll never retire i'll always work i'll always find a way to contribute because i know that this is a huge part of of um, vitality, like having a purpose. And with my own personal practice, I will always be making progress. In fact, I reckon by the time I'm like 60 or 70, I want to be like one of them yogi gurus. Mm. I think that would be an awesome job. As in like um, have people to your retreat, mostly females. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. You know, creepy (laughs) spandex and a beard. Yeah. Some, Welcome um, to Burning Man Yoga practice. So, so, <laughs> <Dior>. <laughs> Some of those tattoos, uh, the um, the triangles and stuff, you know, geometric tattoos. Geometric tattoos. Oh, yeah. the sacred geometry. Yeah, I like that. That'd be great. Hey, it's funny you said about the the forty thing, and um, I think like the age thing works. Uh, at at all times, like when you're young as well, there's markers and expectations and stuff, and it came up recently when I was talking to Falcon. We were talking about what an adult is. He said something, maybe it started off a conversation about um, when you're allowed to drink alcohol. And, um, and then we got into this conversation about uh, like, what's the definition of an adult, you know? And, and we were talking about his cousins and I say, is he an adult or he, is he not? And like, how do you know? And um, uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, if we didn't know, if we weren't counting the years and we didn't have the framework and all the cultural attachments that are with ages etc then you'd be back in primal times and it would be all your 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 physicality is just by merit type thing you know what i mean you're only as young as as how capable you are do you know what i mean yeah and that's what we should do and if we didn't have those then we'd all be walking around with no clothes on or just no cultural markers that say that we're older you can see that your hairs grow old mm. and your hair your your gray a little bit but you are still functioning you're leading the tribe and whatnot and you're physical you know what i mean yeah um but it's just those those markers all the way and and it was surprising like when i think about adulthood and, and i was asking him about it and it was an interesting convo like what makes an adult an adult and you think about those teen years and young manhood not everyone is an adult when they turn 18 some people mature later you know and 16 and they mature later and this whole idea about you can drink and you can't drink yeah you know and it's just a bit of a mess around that age but obviously we live in the one super societies and we yeah well we have to have laws and stuff like that it was just an interesting convo to have with an eight-year-old but it's kind of relevant because when you're 40, like what does that freaking mean? It's one day to the next and you, yeah. you know, it, so it's just really take that away. It's like when you wake up in the morning, how do you feel that morning? Yes. You know what I mean? How do you feel that morning? I mean, age is just, age is just a number. That's right. It man. is a number, is it's it? A, but it's also age is something you got to, you got to acknowledge and respect as well. And I think uh, another coming back to the mindset thing um, one thing that's very uh, important, and I think this is relative to to males in their late thirties coming into forties, is the the way you perceive the environment that's around you. So let's say you come into an environment and you're and you're making this comeback, 
and you're surrounded by younger males that are all doing crazy things, you know, amazing things. And you can either look in, in a state of envy and, and just sit in a really bad place or you can, you can, you can admire, you know, and aspire. And I think um, just because uh, somebody's younger than you doesn't mean that you have to be the, the boss of the room. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. Because if you, if you feel that way, especially if you're coming from, from, a, from a place where you've had some time off, you, you just, you're not anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even, even for myself, you know, and I'm fit and I'm strong and I, man, I, I'm constantly like l- looking at some of the stuff these kids are doing here in this gym and the progress and the speed and the progress that they make and I just fucking admire it. And I know that if I didn't do that, if I envied it, I would be in a really horrible headspace because that's the ego just kind of taking over. And then before you know it, you, you're just a grump, an asshole to be around, you know? Yeah. And you quit. That's right. And then you go to a space where there's people that are more in your line of thinking. Yeah. And then you just dig the hole deeper. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think you just, yeah, it's, the, the ego is very, very strong. Uh, if you let it start to take control of you, you know? I was thinking- Powerful, um, powerful of force. About the, about jujitsu before and how I'm in, I don't really have any great aspirations to compete again, but I might, uh, you know, I might like next year, I'd be, I'd be kind of keen to maybe once or twice. And I was thinking about it and I'm in the masters two division now. So I'm in the 35 to 40 division. And I, I find that so strange because I think like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than the adult division, right? Which is 18 to 30. And like when I turned 30, I could go into masters one, which is 30, and then it's like masters two. And I'm like, fuck, so strange. Like the, almost that categorization makes me feel old. Yeah. You know? Um, and I feel like that's a, just a, a kind of reflection of what that societal thing is about like, oh, you're 40 now, man. Yeah, it's You can it's only different. roll with 40 year olds. Yeah. Other, <laughs> other broken old guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I um, I think I remember asking JT about it when I was registering for that comp that I never got to do because of my knee injury. But I was like, "Bro, do you think I should go masters or adult?" And he was like, "Bro, you're a fucking pussy if you go masters." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's gonna be great I having him around. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then other people were like, "Man, maybe go masters, get a bit of a tune-up match, you know." <laughs> not too physical but yeah it's it's just funny right like with those because then i'm like well what happens when you get to 45 and then 50 do they have more divisions or are you just expected to stop at that point yes it's um yeah it's 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 the the the, the social conditioning about those ages and, the, and, and those brackets is i think that's very self-limiting yeah for sure uh, but I'm glad that I've, I know that there's master's divisions because I can go in that wipeout comp and fucking hang out in <laughs> yeah, there all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lie about my age and say I'm 50. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Take another arm. <laughs> you geriatric motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a geriatric. I Are found you? out yeah, well, when we were in the hospital. But, uh, geriatric in the uh, we had a geriatric within birth the birth, birth. Yeah. Within, the within the birth realm yeah. yeah what is there's it there's another fucking marker for you yeah if you're over 40 you're ger- you're, it's a so geriatric birth I, th- I think it's even I think it's 37 37 38 or something fucking but they had it written on the my wife was highly offended she was like why did they write that 
I was like, because it's a geriatric birth, like we're geriatrics. And she's like, they didn't need to write it on the fucking <laughs> <laughs> She took Savage. offense. Yeah, she was not happy at all. It's understandable. But that, even that, that word, I guess, I mean. Well, yeah. Like, you know, it's it tight. Well, it's because, I mean, despite how we feel and our attitude towards always developing and moving forward, there are biological factors that start to play. That's right. You know, yeah. so you know, in the medical system, they've got to, they got they to got do to acknowledge that. that. Definition yeah. of geriatric relating to old people, especially with regard to their health care. <laughs> so it's, it's tied with the system. It's like a categorization which knows that the tissues aren't the same as they used to yeah, be. Cells are old. The cells or the immune system, yeah. and also especially with birth over thirty-five, mm. often over thirty-five geriatric pregnancy. What, what's middle? We're aged? all geriatrics. What then? is middle aged? That makes me what feel is better. That? Is that fifty to sixty? I just wondered because no, I think it's around. It's forties in there, isn't it? Is middle age. What's middle age these days? Time span has been defined as the time between the ages. Oh, yeah, 45 and 60. 45 and 60, yeah. For yeah. It's, oh, who was it that posted about the fight night? It was Dan. He's like, I'm not having a midlife crisis. I was like, bro, you're not even in midlife. <laughs> it's true. It's not in midlife yet. I guess, and, and it changes. He's party pretty hard, though. He's probably got the physiology <laughs> of a 55 year old. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, very true. Point to He's listening. He's like, yeah, fair. <laughs> Have you guys read um, or have you heard of the – it's in the book Born to Run, if you've ever read that. Have you heard of the Tara, book. The Tara Umara tribe from I Mexico? Have. Yeah, yeah. And they, they're the, the famed long-distance runners. But I remember I, I just looked it up because um, I read it years ago. But they have, they have these – like they, they all smoke a bunch and drink a bunch of alcohol and they pretty much just eat carbs. Like they're, you know, they're not considered to be uber healthy, but they all run like – I don't know, probably hundreds of miles, like hundreds and hundreds of miles per week. And so they have these, I think they have runners who are in their 80s and they still run like marathon distances, not for any competition, it's just part of their culture. It's how they get around and it's al it almost sounds like a bit of a meditative thing for them. But um, <clears throat> they can do it because no one ever told them that you're not meant to do that when you're in your 80s. Like it's never been, it, th that concept of, Oh, you should be taking it easy. Body's breaking down around now. It's never been part of their yeah. part of their yeah. awareness, so yeah. they just don't adhere to it. And that you know they're capable of doing amazing things. In the same way that there's plenty of people outside of you know the Western uh, society that work physically well beyond retirement age here, um, working in the fields and whatnot. And look, this is just I don't, I don't really know much about it, but I just I see photos. There's people like where you would consider are. Uh, just doing very physical work, farming for themselves or something like that, you know, but they, you wouldn't think that they would be doing that here in, say, Sydney. Like, you no. have a physical job, you'd be retired by then. That's right. Retirement's dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the like, living this comfortable life is dangerous. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, I think that's, um, I was looking up some articles before about the average weight gain per year and there's a lot of different studies around it that kind of show different periods and different times but what i took from the, the 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 general consensus is that we gain weight every on average we all gain weight every year pretty much from our 20s onwards um and it's somewhere within the realm of like half a half a kilo to a kilo I mean, a kilo and a half or whatever and this is remembering that like in australia uh two-thirds of adults are uh overweight and 25 percent of adults are obese 
right? And this number's climbing steadily. Jesus. Well, so, 2020 would have boosted that up. I know I put on the kegs around totally. the mill part of today. Yeah. Uh, this year. But it, it was saying that for <coughs> you to gain half a kilo a year, this is really interesting. For you to gain half a kilo a year, you only need to eat uh, an extra two and a half or 2,766 calories on top of your uh, maintenance calories, like your energy intake for the entire year. So to put that in perspective- Oh, wow, I thought you were gonna say week. No, so I eat probably about two and a half thousand, let's say two and a half thousand calories for, for the sake of discussion is what I would eat as a maintenance level of calories. So I eat that every day, 365 days a year, right? Like I don't, but let's say that I do. But then off one of those days, I ate double that. Or one of those weeks I added an extra, you know, I had a splurge. I would gain half a kilo that year. And I only have to do that year on year. If I do that for a decade, I've gained five kilos. If I do it for two decades, it's 10 kilos. Wow. You know, and that, and like you think, fuck me. Very easy to do. So easy to do. Very easy. And then it goes back down again when you get really old. Well, Potentially. yes. Or the, or the people that have a higher body fat percentage are dying. Mm. That's, the, that's the other way you could look at a graph like that. Mm. And the leaner they ones just live tested. longer. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty um, you know, and you think about like in the, in the natural environment, it was just really easy to, it was really difficult to meet those requirements of maintenance calories. So you're constantly in a calorie deficit. You were constantly, you know, you could say that you're probably always like a little bit hungry, but it kept you in good health. Whereas yeah. now we're con- for the majority of the time, most of us are overeating. And so it just gets like year on year, it just gets worse and worse. Well, yeah, I don't think humans are designed to be, to be carrying a lot of weight. There's animals out there, you know, you look at animals in the Arctic and shit and they're carrying. I mean, what's the fucking walrus got? It'd be like 50, 60% body fat or something mm, more. Something like that. Yeah, and they're they just like happy. chilling. They're good, yeah. you know, but <laughs> not for humans. It's not good for humans. Well, that's no. right. They're in the Arctic waters. Yeah. Wait, walruses, are they there? Seals. Walrus? Or seals. Yeah. Seals are fat. They've got fat on them. Yeah, love it. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like if, it's, if you're designed for a specific purpose, you want to try and stay within that environment and- try and replicate a little bit of it to stay, to stay healthy, you know? So in summary, we should wrap this up. What are, the, what are the, the things that we touched on there throughout? The key things that we think are going to enable someone who might find themselves in that position where they're like, yeah, fuck, I'm not where I want to be. I've had this narrative in my head. 35 to 45. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm guilty of that shit. i got a lot on my plate, right? i got to deal with that, but I, 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 can, I can carve out a more healthy lifestyle it's for myself. Not, it's not over, I think, is what we're trying to say. And there's lots mm. you can do. And there's plenty of decades of life ahead of you, especially you when you quality have- Quality life. Quality you know? life too. And, um, you know, especially if you've just had kids or you're planning on having kids. I mean, I know for myself, it's a big reset. You have a kid and you realize all those things f- can fall away. You're like, oh, I've got to do everything before I have kids. It's like there's the world ahead of you when you do have kids. Yeah. You know, and it's just a reset. Like you're just looking forward. Now, there's so much more to, to live for. And keep to, on trucking. To, to keep on trucking. Make those hard decisions because it takes a lot of courage to say, I have to do away with that time of my life or those things that I enjoy. And then just a little bit at a time, go find help. Yep. Uh, change your, um, your environment. Well, you got to change your environment. Make ch- small minor changes over time equals big change. But your, your day-to-day... <sighs> decisions and and actions will dictate your health 
And this also is hand in hand with your mindset. You've got to change the way you think about yourself too. You know, It isn't all about the kids mm-hmm. or, and work. It's all about you. And that needs to be at the top of the pyramid because everything else will benefit from you being in the best shape you can be in. Simple as that. Preach. There it is. Thanks, fam. Appreciate you guys listening today. If you enjoyed that episode, please um, please leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, post on your Instagram, tag us, do something like that, share it with a friend. Just help to spread the word. That helps to support the show. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Paulie, T, good to have you guys. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, if you want any help with your training or you want to talk about any of that stuff or you've got any thoughts you want to share with us, get at us, junglebrothers.com. And, um, and we'll be happy to help because we help people with that kind of shit every day of the week. Yeah, if you're 35, 40, get down here. Hit us up. Look after you. Become savage. Thanks, guys. See you next week.